And we're recording. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. Get your scalpels ready because it is time to dissect some dragons. Welcome to The Dragon Dissected, where we discuss the Wheel of Time series and all things fantasy. I'm Taylor H., and this is my co-host, Jake Stoll. Hi, guys. In this show, we read the famous series of novels, The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, um, which was completed after his death by Brandon Sanderson. For this first episode, we thought it would be fun to just introduce ourselves and lay out a plan for the podcast and also make some predictions. So So let's get started. Let's get started. Yeah. This is really exciting. We, you know, Jake and I are good friends, so we're excited to, um, to jump in, but let's hear about who we are first. So Jake, tell us a little bit about you. Well, before I tell you about me, I want to just talk about where we are right now, because this is a lot of fun. It is super fun. So we're at, we're at Taylor's place and she has a library in her house, um, kind of a home office situation. And so we are currently sitting next to a roaring fire. We are. With our books. Yep and microphones and such we have a real um old english grandfather vibe going on we you know it's the we're in our pajamas we're hanging out very very old timey in here it's really really nice one of these days we'll get bigger armchairs oh the dream oh my gosh the dream with like little foot rests like like in beauty and the beast the chair that they put bell in that's like what i want absolutely absolutely yeah Yeah. 100 percent. that's the vibe so yeah let's let's introduce ourselves a little bit so people know who we are um do you want to go first tell us a little bit about yourself wow back to me um yeah so my name is taylor everyone um i live in uh, southern california but i'm originally from arizona so um go go wildcats from tucson and I did a, did a little rock on. No one saw it but Jake, and he laughed at me, so that's cool. Um, yeah, I I love to read. Well, well, you guys will hear more and more of my absolute nerdiness when it comes to all things fantasy and literature. Um, but yeah, I work in education, specifically higher education, and um, I'm married, and I have a dog and a cat who I think are my children, but they're really not. And yeah, I think that's that's enough about me. What about you, Jake? Okay, so I got some things about me. He's way more prepared than I am, everyone. He's very professional. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. 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 Um, only during business hours. So I wrote ah. my notes during business hours. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, yeah, so my name's Jake Stoll. I'm a dad. I'm a husband. We're not married to each other, by the way. We have we have other spouses. They are not here, and they, but they will be listening to this podcast. So hi, Nolan and Kelly. <laughs> Hi guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. You, we didn't exactly give you a choice, so thanks for listening. Um, yeah, I uh, I'm also an author. I've written a couple of books. Um, I also have another podcast, which Taylor is in. She's coming, going to be in this uh, second episode of this new season of the show. So my podcast is called What Next, um, and it's kind of this choose your own adventure by committee thing where people vote on what's going to happen. And it's an audio drama now, so it's fun. So check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, my novels, you might hear me mention them at some point. One is a uh, historical fiction about a superhero, and another one is a very D&D style um, fantasy story that actually came from What Next originally. So those are fun. I am a big fantasy fan, like Taylor. Um, and my fantasy knowledge comes from like a lot of different places and fantasy love comes from a lot of places. So I've, I've written some, I've, or written, I've read some books kind of like Taylor has probably not quite as many, 
Um, but I'm also a big fan of Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. I'm def- I'm a DM, um, kind of a forever DM. So if anybody out there uh, wants to invite me to a game, let me know because I like to actually play also. Um, yeah, and uh, I can talk about, you know, uh, we'll mention books we've read and what got us into fantasy. Um, I read a lot of the popular stuff, but I've been excited to check out Wheel of Time because I love the epic stuff. I love the epic fantasy and the big adventures. Um, and full disclosure, I have watched the show's first season, uh, the wheel of time on Amazon prime. So I'm going to be refraining from making any predictions during the first book. Granted, I've only seen all the episodes once it's been a while, so I'm not going to remember a lot of stuff. Yeah. Dang. How long ago was it that you watched it? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, well, I think, that, it was, I think we're, I think it we're was like start. last yeah, year cool, or cool. whenever it came <laughs> out, you know, it was sometime in the, the, the past. Yeah. So I have my pretty much that my entire experience is I have heard about it from people who like fantasy okay. and I have watched the show. What have you heard of good things? I've heard good things. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people saying that it's the closest you can get to Tolkien without reading Tolkien and I've, I've read a lot of Tolkien. So, um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited about in, in that regard. No, that, that, that makes sense. I would, I would be very concerned if you heard terrible things about this book, I would question, I would question our <laughs> podcast decision seeing as we are spending many, many hours doing this podcast. So I love that. But Hey, talking about a bad thing is sometimes just as fun as talking about a good thing. So if we end up hating it, this might even be a better podcast. Yeah. We just, we like just thrash someone's like beloved story of, of something they love. And we're like, this sucks. So that'd be really unfortunate, but yeah, right. It would make for a funny podcast. Um, no, that, that makes sense. My, my experience with wheel of time is super similar to yours, Jake, where, I've, I'm a big reader. I kind of mentioned that before. And by big reader, I mean huge reader. I, I always downplay it because I feel like sometimes readers, you know who you are and props to you. Um, we get a, a we get a funny rep when you're like, oh, yeah, I've read that book. I've read that book. I've read that book. And um, I've read every most a lot of fantasy books and a lot of books in general, except this one. So same with Jake. I have heard from friends, from colleagues that this is a classic. It is a very classic uh, fantasy series. It, it, like Jake said, it rivals Tolkien and that's a huge deal. Aside from that, I know nothing. I've never seen the show. I literally am looking right now at my book and it's, it's glorious and it's silver and I don't know what it's about. I don't know who it's about. I don't know anything about it. The only thing I know is that, as Jake mentioned, you know, written by Robert Jordan um, and then uh, Brandon Sanderson took over, um, you know, later on in the series. And I've read some Brandon Sanderson. Big fan. I read the Mistborn series. Have you read that? No, I haven't read the Mistborn series. I keep getting told I need to. Um, well, probably mostly by me. <laughs> there's, there's a part of me that, uh, you know, wouldn't have minded doing this podcast on that. But, oh, but you've read so it. You've read it. So, yeah, this is more oh, fun. With, so good. Yeah, I know. I want to check it out. I am halfway or almost halfway through the Stormlight Archive right now. What is that? I'm never... um, so, it's, yeah, it's a it's a trilogy and there might be more in the Stormlight Archive. So don't, you know, or, or tell, let us know. Feel free to comment and tell me when I'm wrong, because that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's a trilogy of very chunky, chunky fantasy books. Um, I mean, talk about chunky. Have you seen this epic. thing? 
Yeah, no, it's like each of them are longer than each of these. But the wheel, wheel of Time. But, um, you know, there's just three of them. There's like 15 of these Wheel of Time books. That's that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. overall, overall, you know, um, this series is longer. But yeah, um, no, Stormlight Archive is really good. It's got some very interesting magic in it um, and a very intricately detailed world. Hmm. Um, so, Things I've heard about this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how Robert Jordan starts, you know, building this world and putting it together. Um, and I'm excited to kind of compare it to some stuff that we've read and some things that we've experienced and seen. And I sort of just compare all fantasy to D&D. <laughs> I mean, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, don't don't uh, don't be surprised if I do a lot of that with this. Um, no, no, I do remember from the show watching it and being like, OK, I can kind of fit some of these characters into a D&D character class. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Full disclosure, everyone. I have never played D&D. Um, <gasps> I know I've asked to be a part of the games, but um, it's always a dude thing. And Nolan, my husband's played and my husband is not the most fantasy kind of a person and he loved it. So what does that tell you about Jake's, or Jake's uh, DM skills? A lot. It also tells you it might be a bit sexist. So I guess we do need to get you to play. Like <laughs> need to it, end the boys like, club thing. <laughs> I feel like I take it so seriously, though. Like I feel like that's that's always the the best and worst parts about reading so much fantasy and loving it is that you always take it so seriously, mm -hmm. which totally me. Um, so, you know, I know you mentioned a couple like a little bit that you you love fantasy. So tell me a little bit about that. Why? Why do you love fantasy? And. What's kind of your experience with with this world? Well, that that question, it depends on how deep you want to go with it. <laughs> um, I uh, I don't know if I I may have glazed over it or mentioned it in my intro, but um, so in, in my work, I'm actually a licensed marriage and family therapist. And um, I actually bring in fantasy and stories into therapy sessions all the time. Oh, my God. That's amazing. What do you mean? What, what does that mean, though? Do you make them dress up like hobbits like what's the deal no not yet but that's not yet okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe later that's a good idea <laughs> no i i mean i i literally in my office i sit and right behind me i have a map of middle earth nice so we're almost at the hobbits we're almost there oh yeah we are we're we're getting close we're close okay okay yeah we're getting close um yeah and so i i really think fantasy in particular and 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 fantasy stories and fiction stories so you can look at your sci-fi or your sci-fi fantasy like your star wars it i think it really tells a lot about the human condition and it can teach us a lot about life yeah and it can really inspire us and there's a lot we can relate to and i and i find that good fantasy at least for me, is the reason that I've wanted to to write and be a writer. Because yeah. some of the best fantasy that I've read and watched and played has has like genuinely inspired me to like want to make something also. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of magic in fantasy and there's a lot of um there's a lot we can relate to in the way of um like looking at the the hero's journey and the yeah. stages of the hero's journey. Yeah. So I definitely Definitely, I'm excited to look at the Wheel of Time through that lens of the hero's journey 
um, with, you know, various characters kind of see where they are in that journey, um, how they might be like deviating from the expected kinds of paths that you would see people go on in a story. Um, and, and because in doing that, sure, they're in a, a world where there's magic and monsters and, you know, not the, all the modern technology we, we get today, but there's a lot we can relate to in like the, the people and what they go through. Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I'm sure I'll blab about that more as we, <laughs> as we dive into these books. No, that, that makes sense. I, I, I think that's something that I, I also really love about fantasy and really fiction in general. Um, I think that there's just a level of getting lost in something, which I know, you know, you're right behind, you're sitting right in front of my like Harry Potter collection. I think that's something you hear a lot about different fantasy novels, especially things like Harry Potter, that people just get lost in the world. They get lost in that. And, and it's almost an escape from, from maybe what they're, what they might be experiencing. And I know for me, that's something that I, I love about literature, but I specifically love about fantasies. You get to just jump into a world that is totally different rules in this world. Mm -hmm. And you get to just live that up and, and enjoy it and figure it out. And I think that's something that's really special about not only the books itself, but also our minds that we can process that and understand different rules. And yeah. I think about some of my favorite um, fantasy novels and, um, you know, I loved the King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. Incredible. Have you read that? So good. It's so good. I actually, oh, it's so good. We'll come back to it. Um, loved that book. Loved um, Game of Thrones. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Um, also love Sarah J. Mass. I know you haven't read that, but, um, and nobody, don't judge me. They're excellent books. Okay. If anyone's a hater, go read them again. Cause they're actually pretty good. I don't know anything about them. So why would people judge? Um, because it's like, okay. I'm going to put my critical hat on. I don't have a hat near me, but it's on vision. It's very YA, which is fine. Like yeah. some of the books are YA. I think I, I just finished a, the throne of glass series and it was great, but it's very YA. And then YA meaning young adult. And then, um, the most, the like super popular one, which is a court of thrones and roses is just very, it's, I loved it, but the, the plot is crap. Like it, the, the characters are great. <laughs> plot is crap so sorry sarah if you're listening sorry if you are i love you um but <laughs> the plot of a court of thorns and roses was was garbage so um that being said i i think i love fantasy for so many reasons but it's just it's a way that my mind can explore something new and and appreciate something different mm -hmm. with still having the bounds of what a real life person might be going through kind of like what you were talking about yeah. So that's why I'm excited about this. You know, I I am someone as we continue on my like con some of my expectations as we'll get to in a second is I want rules. I like rules to magic because okay. when magic is just this free flowing waterfall, it feels very frustrating because then you don't know there's no stakes. If, you know, Gandalf is fighting the Balrog and you don't know the limits of his magic, then it's just stupid because you're like, well, there's no stakes here. Like, it doesn't mean anything when he comes back as Gandalf the White because you're like, oh, well, you know, you're just, 
I didn't care about you dying, quote unquote. But when there are limits and there are those world things, it, it means something. It's it's an emotional experience. Also, uh, just so everybody knows, in case you hear a meow, um, Taylor's cat Lupin just walked in the room. Hi, Lupin. She, whenever she comes inside, she she's an indoor outdoor cat. Oh, whenever she comes inside, she she has to see where everyone's at. She's she's very needy that way. But she's also like an art fixture. Jake just tried to pet her, and she like dodged him. She likes to be looked at, and not touched. Yeah, I got juked like yeah. a like a football player. Literally, great. All right. Well, you might get you might get people saying you they don't know. Um, you know, you mentioned Gandalf, right? Yeah. And so, not to be too contrarian here, Taylor, but the magic in Lord of the Rings is very, like, ill-defined. Like, you don't know how powerful Gandalf is, or Sauron, or the ring the whole time. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's that, the, not, a lot of, not a lot of rules in Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've, if you've picked up on that. I mean, I was a bit ago since I've read that book, and, and I liked it, but, um, yeah. I, I like rules. I mean, I, that's some of my, that's one of my expectations for this book is like, there needs to be rules. There needs to be yeah. thick, like this is when, um, someone's magic runs out and like, these are the stakes because again, that's what that means. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's just magic all the time, then it just kind of ruins it. Yeah. I've definitely read some, I've, I think there's one historical fiction series in particular. I wish I could remember the name. Maybe I'll look it up for the next episode, but, um, this historical fiction about Rome invading the British islands. And it included some fantasy elements almost as just like a get out of jail free card at the end of the book. Mustangs. It's my least favorite use of magic in any story I've ever read. That's a cop out. Yeah. Cause even though in like Lord of the Rings, it's not defined well, it's still wondrous and amazing and really adds to the world building. And it's, and it's interesting and not in a way where it's just a just a trump card every time, which is something that, you know, some you talk about something with a little more rules like Harry Potter definitely has more rules that you can get behind and you can kind of understand somewhat of how the magic works. And then yeah. every book just breaks the rules of the book before it. But that kind of makes it fun. Um, and then uh, something like, you know, written by like Brandon Sanderson, for example, that man likes his rules. I've like read a little bit about what, what he says when he talks about like fiction and hard magic rules and everything. And he's, and he's kind of like you, he's like, no, 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 you need rules. <laughs> like no, magic yeah. is fake and make believe and it needs to make sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that, that was something I, you know, I told you I read the Mistborn series. That was something I loved about that series was that it felt very much like, Oh man, when when Vin is like that's the main character, when she is using her powers and she the way their powers work has to do with like a, a mixture of like alchemy and like metals. When when she's using her ma her magic or her metals, she will like constantly say in the um in the commentary like Oh man, my my metal just ran out, my tin just ran out, and like oh. you know as a reader you're like, well that sucks because tin does xyz or right. when when this particular thing runs out that means that's bad or whatever it might be and that means that you're you're nervous for that character and that's a big deal oh yeah so yeah i i love i i love fantasy and i love fiction 
Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm looking right now at them. So I'm on a Stephen King kick right now. So anything kind of creepy and like a little wild, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to read this book. Um, unlike Jake, I have not read, um, I've not, I've read nothing about it. Uh, the wheel of time. And I'm now, I also have not seen the series. So I have no idea what's going on in this show or in this book or the show. And that being said, the goal is that any predictions I make are genuinely coming from the context and my own brain. So I experienced this with another book. I was making predictions and my predictions ended up being somewhat right, but I didn't make them to anyone. And so I was just yelling into the void and no one cared. They're like, well, no one cares about what you think. So <laughs> now you're my void. You guys are all my void. I'm telling you if, if I have a prediction and it's dead wrong, that's going to be great. If it's right though, that's right. <laughs> yeah, You're going to be stoked. Well, I'm going to be excited. Well, welcome everybody to the void. We are the void. Woohoo! <laughs> the void with scalpels. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's where we are. Yeah, I yeah, and that's how we got the name for the podcast because I know enough about the story to know what the concept of the dragon reborn is from the show. Yeah, that's all just that's all just gobbledygook to you uh currently. Um so yeah, that's where we got the idea of the dragon dissected because um I actually have a science background, Taylor. I don't know if you know this, but I studied biology in college. I actually, huh. a year or two ago, threw away my dissection kit that I kept after college. Wow. Um, just my like rusty little hooks and picks and scalpels. and Sounds um, so safe with your baby. <laughs> it sounds like something out of a Stephen King book, doesn't it? <laughs> it does to an extent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe so, Annie Wilkes would have, but hers would be clean. Yeah, so maybe I'll, uh, you know, we'll, you know, we can talk about it through the lens of dissection. Probably not, but that's a... Uh, yeah, yeah. We figured the dragon's been reborn. Well, now the dragon's going to get dissected. Yeah. The dragon's going to get picked apart. Um, and we're going to like really like dive deep into these books. Totally. It's going to be fun. You read um, you read Game of Thrones, right? You mean A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. A Song of Ice and Fire. I also I read the first book, A Game of Thrones. Ultimate eye roll. That's my um. second little fact checky thing today. If I get one more, I'm getting kicked off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> That's two strikes. We're the collective void with scalpels. We're going to have a group vote and we're going to vote you off the island. So <laughs> be prepared. <laughs> I'm definitely going to write a short story called The Void with Scalpels, by the way. And then he'll read it to all of us and we'll all, we'll all double eye roll or it'll be amazing, which is probably what's going to happen. Anyway, one theory about the dragons um, in A Song of Ice and Fire, again, eye roll, mm-hmm. is that um, the maesters did all sorts of experiments on the dragons when they were under the targaryen rule which is Ooh. why they died out quote unquote oh i didn't know that fun theory. fact honestly that's that might be incorrect so if you are a listener and it, that just enraged you because you may you may think that that's incorrect please write in let us know um yeah you can, tell, tell you can write us in on uh, dragon dissected at gmail.com so just let us know um and, now, we, and we have an instagram we do have an instagram and it is uh dragon underscore dissected pod so find us on instagram you can you can comment us there if it's super mean i might just you know down thumbs down you but be nice (laughs) yeah yeah or like delete it if we can do that i don't really know how in social media works but (laughs) yeah just true (laughs) just you know tell us we're wrong but be nice be nice do nice do do nice things any expectations you have for this book no i'm expecting 
some epicness. I'm expecting a lot of world building. I'm not expecting the plot to move super quickly in the beginning. So we'll, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the show starts off with a bang. So one of these days, once we finish this and you get to watch the show, it, it you know, it's got a, it's got a pretty exciting opening, So we'll see if it opens that way in the, in the book. I'm expecting, I don't know, to just kind of have some fun with it. There's a uh, big, big, beautiful, detailed world map inside these books. It's also kind of fun. We got different versions of the book. I've got the pa- the uh, peasant paperback, this this black one, which is gorgeous. It's got a good cover. Taylor has, as she mentioned, the silver, fancy, hardback. I'm fancy. Hardcover. I hope you guys know. I am very, very fancy. And I needed to have a hardback mainly for two reasons. Number one, whenever books have the little... This is a TV show thing on it. Pet peeve. I hate it. I mm. want to scratch it off, but I can't. Yours has the prime thing on it. Does it? On the back? On the front. Where? Oh, it does. See? Oh, what a... Sorry. I just, I just, what a blemish. It's like a... You know, in like How I Met Your Mother, where when you like notice something bad about someone, the glass shatters. Have you seen that episode? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's literally like... I just pointed out something bad and now that's all you're going to see. So I'm sorry, Jake, but pet peeve. Number two, this one comes with a bookmark. I mean, oh, wow. Look at that. I'm holding my bookmark up for Jake. It's got a, got a little tasselly bookmark, like a notebook or a Bible yeah. or a Bible would. God knows whenever I read a book, it's whatever piece of garbage is near me. That's my bookmark. So I actually have started a new tradition with bookmarks. I use a Magic the Gathering card as a bookmark. Wow, you're so fancy. That, my that actually most, works pretty well. My most recent bookmark was a um, straw cover because I'm garbage. So I use no, because you're fancy. Because <laughs> I'm fancy, <laughs> I use trash. So anything, anything that's near me that is of substance of paper is definitely going to use this bookmark. So now I have a built-in bookmark. Now I can use that. So yeah, you're good to go. Moving up in the world. Yeah. Anybody listening, please let us know what you've used as a bookmark before. I really want to hear that. That's just now sparked my curiosity. Please let us know. Dragondissected at gmail.com. That's where you tell us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know. Anything, anything weird, anything normal. You know, I've had some real, um, like a picture or a framed thing you would see in like your your grandma's house, you know, like the, uh, Did you like a nice, like a nice poem or like a prayer thing or something. Oh I've had a lot of those Guys, like cheesy not, bookmarks. Do not let Jake into your home. He will steal your little works of art and use them as bookmarks. No, I mean, it's like the same, like, like phrase of like, you know, words that would be on the picture in your grandma. I'm not I'm stealing pictures off my grandma's wall. <laughs> Jake, I'm literally envisioning you going to someone's home and looking at their pictures and being like, yep, that's my new bookmark. And just gonna slide, slide that right out of the frame and <laughs> Could you imagine? tuck it in my back pocket. Tuck it in my back pocket. Um, that's, that's actually hilarious. As you can see, our two different personalities. I'm like, haha, that's super funny. And Jake's like, that's really traumatic. You shouldn't do that. So that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like now that I've said that, I've opened that can of worms. I'm going to look around my home and pictures are going to be replaced with like receipts and magic the gathering cards as Jake steals my <laughs> items and uses them as bookmarks. <laughs> yeah, I should start keeping my receipts for magic cards, but then my wife might find them <laughs> and just realize that Wizards of the Coast, they're the company that makes magic and D&D stuff, okay. 
they just have like a direct line to my bank account. Oh my god! And it just just gets you know just funds just get funneled to them oh, every month. That. So you're you're welcome, wizards. Keep keep up the good work. Love that. I always had mad respect for like, you know, you know when I don't know if you got this, but growing up, um, I would always get like really fancy ornate bookmarks from like elderly women that they mm-hmm. make made in craft club i always mm-hmm. had mad respect for those people that held on to those for longer than 20 minutes because for me mm-hmm. i would get one and be like this is so beautiful and then it would get lost in the underworld that is my purse and i'd find mm-hmm. it 10 years later yeah. and there was this all this time sweet it's grandma sally that made this nice thing for me and my purse ate it so yeah. mad respect for those people i was trying to think i don't think i had any other any other thoughts on the book what's next no um i i kind of just wanted really briefly to say you know to talk about why we decided to do this podcast Can, jake has has his podcast um which is what's next he he already plugged it it's super fun if you listen to it and you pick out which character is me um please write in and tell me how i did because i have a big ego or i'm really insecure and i need you to tell me how i did but not if it's terrible, only good things. But Jake has a podcast and he's done that for a long time. He also has a book. Um, he has a couple books. And so that being said, we wanted to do this podcast because Jake and I have actually talked a bunch about doing podcasts together because we both of our friend group, we are the nerdiest people. I think Jake one time described us as flaming nerds <laughs> back back in yeah, the day. That's verbatim. Verbatim flaming nerds because anytime that we read books, um, either that one of us has read or adjacently or at the same time, we'd always freak out about it and all of our friends surrounding us would totally judge us. And so now we are taking that love to this podcast where all of you can now judge us. And so... That's part of the reason why I know for me, I wanted to do this podcast. Um, And really the genesis was of it was that Jake and I had actually decided to read Wheel of Time over the summer, um, you know, just to start a mini book club. And then I messaged you, what was it, like midnight? So it was the most (laughs) random time. It was so random because I, you know, when you go to sleep and you, there's a, there's a thought that comes into your mind and you're like, (gasps) oh my God. That was one of those moments, and I sent Jake a text. So, do you want to do a podcast? And what was your response? I said, I think I said, absolutely. Yeah, instantly back, absolutely. It was with exclamation points. And so, that was really where we where this podcast came from. And, um, yeah, but, but Jake, who's this show for? Why, like, who, who are the people... Who are the audience members that that really should be enjoying this show or or who's invited to see this to dissect these dragons with us? Well, this podcast isn't super exclusive, so everybody's welcome. Obvi, as my wife would say, she doesn't like saying full words. So obvi, it's for everyone. Um, And, you know, if you've read the books or a couple of the books or just the first book or whatever, if you've read any of The Wheel of Time, it might be fun to kind of listen to us, you know, just uh, trudge our way through it and yep. get things wrong with our predictions and, you know, talk about something that you probably loved or maybe you didn't love. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also maybe people who've watched the show like me and want to learn more about the books. And maybe you don't have time to read a book, you know, because we're going to actually go through and summarize the chapters and we'll talk about that. But yeah, if you've watched the show and you want to hear more about the books or learn more about the books or 
hear a couple of, uh, you know, cool nerds talk about them. And then also people that might want to read along with us, which I think could be really fun. So if you're interested in checking out The Wheel of Time, you know, we're going to start going through the eye of the world and talking about it in our next episode. Yep. Which is book one. Um, Yeah. Read along with us. Have some fun. Go go pick up uh, The Wheel of Time, book one, The Eye of the World by Robert Jordan and uh, go on this journey with us. Also, if you just like fantasy and you want to just hang out with us, you know, feel free to check us out because this might be fun for you. Yep. Definitely. And uh, we already mentioned this, but also our spouses um, who, you know, don't really have a choice. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. We love you. So, yeah. So, Taylor, tell us a little bit about um, what we're going to be doing in this podcast after this little first introductory episode. What are we going to do after this? That's a great question. So um, we're going to be doing a lot of things. Jake mentioned just a second ago that we are going to be breaking up and summarizing chapters. The plan for right now is that we're going to read between three to five chapters each week. We're going to bring those chapters, our notes. Um, We are probably both going to do a combination of reading and listening to them. I'm a huge audiobook person. And personally for me, I don't know if any of you are this way, but I know most of you are. When someone gets a name incorrect in a fantasy book, they're also really hard, but I just, that bothers me. So we're going to do our best. No judgment if we mess all the names up, but we're going to read three to five chapters each week. The plan is to summarize them all for you, you know, get kind of our thoughts as we go through it. And then um, we're going to think about our predictions, you know, as we read the chapters. What do we think about the characters? What do we think about the story? How, where are we at in the world? How do we feel like the plot is going? And then we want to also talk about what do we think is going to happen next? And throughout our time together, we are going to do a few different fun segments while we're together. So one thing that we're going to do is quotable quotes. Um, in normally books like this is in all in in all books, there are just some little just nuggets of joy that are lodged in there, some real diamonds of in the rough. And so we want to pull those out and and share about share them, talk about them, whether they're um, silly and goofy, whether they're really meaningful to us um, on a personal level, whether they're just really inspirational, whether they talk about magic or, or something about the world. We, we really want to just identify those and really celebrate them. We want to talk about our major feels. Whenever you read a book, there's there's feeling. I cry in almost all the books that I've read, except for Stephen King books, in which case there's no tears. Only screams. Yeah, I was gonna say um, scream. <laughs> only, only tears of fear. Just kidding, Stephen King. I love you. If you ever listen, uh, dragondissect at gmail.com. Send me a message. <laughs> I'm like, um, I'm like, thanks for listening. Yeah, you, you oh. legend. Guys, the dream. Um, we want to talk about our feels. We want to identify our, our our thoughts and our feelings because this is a journey. This is a journey that we are going on together as friends, together with all of you as we go through the journey of the the characters. I don't know any of their names yet, but I'm sure they have lovely journeys. Um, We want to know who each other is shipping. So big thing in any fantasy is who's, who are the love interests in here? Who should be together? Who shouldn't be? We want to make predictions about those. Um, But we want to ship some people. I actually had an impromptu question, Taylor. Okay, I'm ready. Have you ever shipped anyone in a fantasy story? Yeah, and 
This happened two, three times in the the Sarah J. Mass books that I read. They seem very ripe for the shipping. Oh, the if there was an orchard, Jake, if there was an orchard. Oh, in, ship here. Oh, ship oh, here. Oh, ship, ship, ship. Yeah. Oh, that ship isn't ripe yet, but ooh, oh, this yeah. one's on the ground. So I mentioned before that like this was literally my prediction like season. I called every single ship that they had in Throne of Glass, which if you guys. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you see the patterns. But um, <laughs> yeah, I messaged my friends that two of the main characters um, her and I were talking about it, and I messaged uh, my friend Georgia. Hi, Georgia, and I said, "Okay, these two characters are going to be together." They they literally had just met. There was like a chapter before they had just met, and I said, "These two characters, they are gonna, they're gonna be together." And she said, "Why would you think that?" And I said, "I'm just getting the vibes." I was a little shaky at first because the vibe that I was getting was enemies, but enemies to lovers baby that oh. trope was strong <laughs> it's, a, it's a great it's a great trope I'll, I'll, great I'll go, trope i'll go ahead and answer my own question i was gonna say what about you because i've got a ship prepared oh i'm ready um so my favorite tv show of all time which is just the best tv show of all time is avatar the last airbender oh um i think i think objectively one of the best shows of all time i don't think it's a just you thing and talk about like a cool magic system. Oh my god, yeah. It's the the bending, the elements. It's one of the funnest things to talk about. Um wait, and wait, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. What element would you bend? I was hoping you'd ask. Of course I'm gonna ask. You and I've actually I've, had this conversation, so have. I wanna know. So yeah, so I've gone through a, you know, a real spiritual journey trying to figure out what element I would bend. I took some online personality profiles. I did some soul searching and some meditation. Did you clear out your chakras? Uh, absolutely. With a guru. Okay, good, good, good. Did yeah. you drink the banana melon juice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. B- banana and onion juice. It's not I'm sorry, very you're good. right. I, banana I'm, and onion I'm, juice. I'm rewatching the show currently for like the seventh time and listening to their rewatch <laughs> podcast that they have for it. It's, I don't think you're doing it so right good. unless you clear out your chakras and you drink the banana onion juice. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. So I would be an earthbender. All right. I totally see that. Yeah, no, I, I'm at my best when I'm sturdy and I'm grounded and I'm connected to the world and to the people around me. And when you have your um, shoes off. And when I have my shoes off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what, what, what about you, Taylor? What, what element would you bend of the four elements? So I've had mixed I've had mixed reviews about this and actually specifically from you, Jake, because I feel like my heart and soul is a waterbender, mm. but my friends classify me as a firebender. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why. Um, if none of you have ever seen me, maybe, maybe you've seen me and maybe you've met me. I have really, I have red hair that is curly. So it is like, mm-hmm. looks like fire or a tumbleweed or a mix of a flaming tumbleweed. <laughs> so that being said, um, yeah, I, I have been classified by my community as a firebender, but I just feel like an earth or, or an earthbender. That's you. I feel mm. like a waterbender at heart. So, yeah. And so and, and like, why not fire, Taylor? Are you just denying your true essence or is it you know, is it really water for you? You know, I we're going to get personal. I'm a sweaty person. Okay. And so for me, doing something with heat, never a good time. Never a good time. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I was a maybe if I was a firebender, I'd be impervious to heat. It wouldn't bother me as much. But I don't I don't get that from the context clues so of the show. Yeah, yeah. And the and the question is not necessarily like what's the coolest element to bend because, I mean, I think earthbending's super dope. But like, who wouldn't want to 
fly around on a sky bison or in a glider and be an airbender gliding airbenders probably they probably have the most fun waterbenders probably had a lot of fun too but um no it's more like what's your soul tell you what's your personality and you know yourself better than anybody so we'll 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 let you remain a waterbender you guys can't for the time being you guys can't see his face he's fighting this because he does not believe that i'm a waterbender um Everyone, write in. Let us know what you think that we are. Um, and what element do you bend? I want to know if we've got 100%. some Earth Kingdom people. I want to know if we've got some Air Nomads listening, some Water Tribe members, or some Fire Nation citizens. Yeah. Let us know. Um, dragondissected at gmail.com. Um, yeah, okay. So you were talking about your ship. You you called a ship? I think the writers of the show got it wrong. All right. Because Ooh. I, as many people in the show, am a big Zutara shipper. So that would be Zuko and Katara from wow. Avatar. There's a lot of signs that point to it in the show of them move. maybe getting together. I think they've got better chemistry than Katara and Aang. I love Aang. Oof. He's my boy, but he's like a real little kid in the show. It's kind of the plot of the show is him being a little being a little kid. And then, you know, growing up, going on a journey. But yeah, Zuko and Katara, man, they've got they're they're spicier. Wow. OK, let us know your feelings on that, because I'm conflicted because I really liked May, so I'm a bit conflicted. So let us know what you think. Dragondissect at gmail.com. Let us know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, no, May's, May's, May's pretty rad. That's Throws pretty... all her little knives and things. I she's, mean, yeah, she's, she's pretty cool. She's what, what some would consider a badass. So Absolutely. super cool. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do our ships. We want to, we want to see if we can, we can guess in advance the ships and, and the pitfalls and what have you. Or maybe we'll just armchair you know, author it and we'll just say who it should have been. You know, yeah. I, That's what I, I like do as Utara, this. Honestly, so. <laughs> maybe we'll create some fanfic in here and we'll just say, yeah. fan fiction, this is who needs to be together. And if they're not together, I quit. Just Pe- kidding. People who are listening and haven't read the books are like, hopefully won't have a tough time knowing like what actually happens in the book versus what we fanfic into the book so we will <laughs> we'll try to be really clear about that guys maybe we'll add like a special noise when we're like fanfic time so yeah. <laughs> it'll be great people will know they'll, they'll hear the bell and they'll be like oh this is fan fiction yeah time to skip ahead <laughs> time to skip ahead uh skip skip, skip. um that other thing we're going to talk about, Jake's going to bring in some of his D&D world and hopefully in the course of our time um, reading this book, I will play as well because we want to we want to identify when characters level up. Oh, yeah. When they go through a transformation and either get new powers or, you know, grow in their abilities like we want to identify those and we want to celebrate them and uh, kneel at the throne of their badassery. That's what we want to do. <laughs> Yeah, and it's fun to see people grow and get stronger yep. and learn. And that's all kind of part of what the hero's journey is all about. 100%. And, you know, um, the way I do leveling in D&D, um, I'm not a real old school purist who does, you know, experience point leveling, which is what like they base a lot of video game level up off. And D&D, I like to do what's called milestone level up, where like... You know, you complete this big quest and you have this big like your character gets this big moment and you finally like rescue the person, you defeat the monster. That's when your character gets to level up because that's them really accomplishing something and overcoming something. So it'll be fun to see like what are the milestones for the characters Mm. and did they level up? Did they learn a lesson or did they, you know, did they ever like backslide and really not learn their lesson? So 
looking at it through the lens of leveling up is a lot of fun. Yeah, no, totally. And as you guys can all tell, Jake is going to be leading that section because I have lots to learn because all of that right over my noggin. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to learn. Oh, I'm going to, we're, yeah, I'm going to learn. Yeah. We're rolling. One super fun and kind of unique segment that we're going to do is Jake's psycho, uh, psychoanalysis corner. And, um, this is super exciting because Jake mentioned he's a licensed marriage and family therapist, comes from totally that background. And so one thing that we want to do is if characters are going through um, some business and they're going through some things or maybe they're having like a moment or we have like a, you know, a villain moment, we want to talk about that. And I want to hear Jake's thoughts on, on what he thinks about their mental state and, and how that works. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be, be so exciting. Yeah, that should be fun. We get to kind of psychoanalyze the characters and you know that's not just going to be me talking like Taylor I want you to get involved in that and um it'll be fun to kind of look at them through a psychology lens yeah. and I don't even know if we'll do it every episode but I think if there's ever a good time where we're seeing some trauma or the effects of trauma mm -hmm. or we've got a character who's got some like thing going on with addiction or you can really see their attachment style at play all that stuff will be kind of fun to talk about because again fantasy is a lot more relatable than you would think if you didn't really read fantasy totally and i hope you guys all know jake has the uh, marriage and family therapy license um but i'm no dummy i have my undergraduate degree in psychology so not nearly as cool but i will i will be at least tracking so we'll, <laughs> i'll be holding on for dear life in the, in the back of the pony so we'll be good to go yeah you'll be like um uh, Kel in Good Burger, who's sitting at behind the cash register going, yeah, I know some of these words. Yep, literally. That'll be me. Um, the last thing that we are going to do every single week, even on the um, We're Building the World chapters, is we are going to do predictions. Oh, yeah. And this is a really important part that we are going to talk about right now. And, and I'm going to transition to my serious voice and face. Um, and Get ready, everybody. Here it comes. Get ready. Um we are, ooh, my dog is barking. Sorry, everyone. We're going to be going into this story and going into this world um, pretty mostly blind. We are not, we don't know very much about the story. We don't know um, anything about the world. Neither of us have really delved too deep into this world. Um, and so that being said, we really want to keep our experience pure. And what I mean by that is please do your best not to spoil us. Okay. Um, this is really only fun if we go in untarnished and, and unspoiled. I know Jake has seen the first season, but after that, he knows nothing about the show. Mm -hmm. And predictions aren't really fun if one of us is cheating and it like knows more about the show or more about the books. And I know for all of you, you guys want a listening experience where our predictions are fully authentic. And yeah. so it's only fun if we, you know, fully predict in the dark and either completely epic fail or kind of get it close or um, get it dead on. It's only fun if you know that we're not coming at a place of being spoiled. And so that being said, you know, I've, I've mentioned our email. I've mentioned our Instagram. If you have a little bit of troll in you, please, please um, put it away for when you are talking to Jake and I about the show or about the books, because um, if you guys send us uh, spoilers, that is going to be super uncool. And so please just 
really tuck down your inner troll. <laughs> Please just keep it to yourself. Put the troll back under the, the bridge. Troll, yeah. The troll goes back under your under the bridge. You know, give it a snack and just leave it alone. Go spoil someone else. Except don't, because that's super mean. But um, yeah, we we really want to go into this and into the predictions completely raw. Because that's where I think both Jake and I are super excited about is that, you know, not because neither of us have read this book and we've never we've never really jumped into this world as, as much as other people have. We are really getting a true authentic experience. And that's something for both of us that's really important. So all that to be said, do us all a solid. Keep your spoilers out of our pod. We are not going to be looking up any spoilers. We are not going to be indulging in any spoilers. I have actually become the master of avoiding spoilers. And so if you guys ruin that mastery, I'm going to be real sad. Yeah. Yeah. The whole goal really is to have more fun with the podcast. Totally. And it's going to be a lot more fun, as Taylor said, if we're going in blind. I totally agree. Well said, Taylor. Yep. Is the serious hat coming off now? Because it's kind of intimidating. I mean, the serious hat is like more like um, Jughead's beanie. So it's it's kind of <laughs> serious, but it also kind of looks like a weird crown. So it's coming off. It's off now. Okay, good. I didn't know if it was like Jughead's beanie where it's just like glued to your head. I mean, I hope not. I would have the worst hat hair ever. So it's Especially off with now. That, that, that curly red hair. I know. It would just be like literally like. Like a tumbleweed just with a with a hat, hel- helmet hair. So, yikes. No. Serious hat's gone. But pl- seriously, back to that just for a second. Please, please try and avoid the spoilers. We we want to make sure that this is fun for all of us. And and don't be don't be that guy or girl. Those people suck. So don't don't be that person. <laughs> Last thing that we're going to be talking about uh, pretty much weekly is as the feedback comes in, we will be considering your feedback. And if any of you are like, this is my time to troll. No, it's not. We are going to have someone that's going to be reading through the feedback, skimming out the spoilers. So if you if you thought, now is my moment, haha, you've been foiled. So <laughs> that being said, we have a plan in place. We have a plan. We have a filter. We have a we have one of those big old jellyfish nets that kind of work in Australia. That's what we're going to be use, utilizing. We're going to throw out the jellyfish net. So we will be, if you guys send us feedback, we want to talk about it. We want to, oh, yeah. you know, review it. Please, if, please reach out. We want to hear oh, from you please. guys. Do you like the books? Yeah. Do you not like the books? Uh, yeah, we want to know. We, we want to know, know what feedback. you guys are thinking. Um, and, and did you like the show? Did you like mm-hmm. the show compared to the books mm-hmm. and all that stuff? And we'll probably wait till we finish the first book to like, get into that yep um i think we'll probably watch watch the show after oh yeah 100 percent. um for sure so, so yeah um but yeah so we'll also be doing feedback so the last thing i want to do before we go yes what are your top two predictions for this book okay so i'm going to try to i so i can't actually predict plot stuff because i'm not allowed to because i've seen the show so let me think predictions do you want me to go okay, first? Okay, I'm going to do it. No, I know. I got a okay, couple of hot predictions for, for you. All right, I'm ready, spoilery. I'm ready. First prediction. Book's going to be better than the show. I mean, if it's not, what are we doing? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I know. That's a good, that's a good point. The show was, the show was pretty good. It was, it was pretty fun. Um, book's going to be better than the show because it always is. All right. Yeah, not a lot of, I can't think of a lot of examples where the show or the movie was better than the book. Oh, I have one. It's really controversial. So maybe we'll get into this at a different time. I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Oh, I want to know. Okay, okay, okay. Don't tell me. Okay, well, no. Yeah. It will come out in the fullness of time. And I, I want to hopefully have some 
some feedback by then so that when I release this bomb, people can can throw in there. <gasps> yeah, people are just getting to know the us cast. right now. We want them to listen to the next episode. We so. don't want to scare them away. <laughs> yeah, no, it can't scare you away yet. We haven't even started the book. Second prediction is that it's going to take a while for the plot to like really get going. Gosh, you stole my... Yeah, sorry. I think... I think, you know, and again, because they, they're going to do the pacing differently in the show than the book. So that's not really like a, a spoiler either. I think the pacing is probably going to be pretty slow, um, at least in the beginning, especially right. if people compare it to Tolkien, because Tolkien liked to take his time. You don't say so. The amount of songs that I read through and listened to when I listened to the audiobook and read the book. Oh, wonder how long those were. My eyes are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I just want to get to the ring rates. Yeah. <laughs> Where are the orcs? <laughs> I just want to get to Tom Bombadil. <laughs> but that's all just song and poetry. I and... know, I was joking. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, I love it. Okay, my predictions. Again, haven't read anything. The only amount of this book that I've read are the little comments on the back from my man Martin and my man Rothfuss. And then also um, McCaffrey. Um, I think that what's going to happen in this book is we are going to have a character who goes through some type of significant tragedy. That just kind of is the vibe that I'm getting from okay. this look. It's going to cause them. I can the only as if you have not seen the cover, it's two people riding two horses. There's a dragon off in the distance. It kind of looks like a cloud, so it's a little deceiving. What? No. Whoa, is your cover different than mine? Yeah. Oh, your Fancy Pants cover has a different... What? There's another person on yours. Yeah, I've got a third person on mine. That guy looks like a stalker. Um, yeah, so I only have two people <laughs> on mine, so I'm only going off of mine. Um, this woman on this cover is riding side saddle, so I think that's going to be very uncomfortable for her at some point um yeah probably although yeah. have you ever have you done a much horse riding in your in your life horseback riding i can't say i have no yeah i mean it's it's not the most comfortable thing if you're not used to it so maybe side saddle's more comfortable i've never ridden side saddle i always was really impressed by the people in like different fantasy novels specifically this happens in game of thrones where they like sleep on their saddle while they're riding and like that's yeah. really impressive yeah that, like... that, that'd be that'd be pretty painful pretty yeah. painful on the legs a lot of chafing yeah, um, no, that's a hard pass. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like the our, our main character or character adjacent is going to go through some tragedy. Um, I am hoping that and predicting that I don't I don't know what that tragedy is, so we'll see. Um, I am predicting we will see some dragon in this first book. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see some dragon. Okay. And I am predicting these are really broad predictions. So you guys are probably like, Taylor, these are cheating. It's like, yeah, well. I literally haven't opened the book. So what do you expect? <laughs> um, I'm also predicting that we are going to get some information about our big bad. And you guys will hear me a lot during this um, podcast. I love a good villain. That is why I love Stephen King. That is why I love yeah. scary books is because the villain for me makes the story. Mm -hmm. Like I want a Voldemort. I want like, I just want a big bad because mm -hmm. for me, Having a big bad makes the hero like cooler because you know that they're they're facing they're facing some ish. So I yeah. hope that we hear my prediction is that we are going to hear about this big bad and that we're going to 
that they're going to still be a little ambiguous, but that there's going to be a big bad. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to hear a whole bunch. There's going to be an ominous big bad. Ominous big bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a long series, so that kind of makes sense. Okay, I'm going to actually ask one. Do you have a prediction regarding the name of the first book, The Eye of the World? Do you have any prediction about what that is, what that means? Mm. What do you think? So my first thought for Eye of the World is it means center, because your your eye has a center. Um, okay, sure. And I don't know why I think that. Um I mean, they're kind of not quite in the center of your face, so. <laughs> Let's hear a Cyclops. <laughs> Even then, that's in the middle of their, like, forehead situation, so. Yeah, true. Yeah. Okay, Eye of the World. I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't care yeah, about being wrong. Do it. Be wrong. Eye of the World is that there is an, um, the big bad, similar to Sauron, has an all-seeing eye where, although that they are, like, the master of this universe, and although there might be might have some limitations to their power, there is a level of control that has to do with seeing, whether it's seeing in the future, mm. whether it's seeing in the past. But their control of this world hinges on their ability to see things. Also, it could be, and you know what? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna go really specific. Yeah. I think that they, seeing as it is wheel of time, context clues, their power, the big bad. They can see in the future and that's how they came into power and that's their big bad thing. And that's what, that's the whole deal is that their, their eye of the world is that they are able to see into the future, into the world. All right. Nice. Well, I don't know if you're right or not. I can't remember that much from the show. So I'm excited to find out if you're right. You Good job putting both of the titles together, the wheel of time and the eye of the world. You're like, the eye of the world sees the wheel of time. Guys, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm- I'm connecting all the dots. Bringing it together. I'm honestly prepped to be so wrong and I'm down. That's that's the point of this that's the point of this podcast, Jake, is that we are here to be wrong and we are here to make wild predictions. Ooh, I'm adding to my prediction. Here we go. Our hero has the same gift and is going to use it for good instead of evil. Wow. So, that's is, the, so there's some so good guy and bad guy seeing the future. That's the prediction. Yes. All right, cool. How to think about it, and yes. <laughs> we're going to keep track of these predictions, so we'll know yeah. if we're wrong. Well, we'll take notes. All right. Well, awesome. We... All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to our first episode of The Dragon Dissected. If you'd like to support the work we're doing, please leave a like or review in your podcast app. You can also keep up with everything I'm doing at my website, jakestoll.com. And we want to hear from you. Please connect with us on Instagram at dragon underscore dissected pod or email us at uh, dragondissected at gmail.com and share your overall thoughts um, on book one in the series or the series as a whole. Um, are you going to be reading along with us? Have you read the entire series? Have you seen the show? Are you a fan? Is it any good? Or are we idiots for diving into such a long series and uh, reading only five chapters at a time? Please let us know, and also let us know what uh, element you want to that you're that you're bending. So please let us know that as well. Um, yes, please tell us. Um, okay, that'll wrap up our first episode. Time to get out of here and finally crack this book open. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.